0: you know the song? This is from your day and age. What do you mean, my day and age? It's a classic. <laughs> 70s. Tom Petty is, like, timeless. I like the part where they go, hey. It's coming up in a second. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the uh, best darn 12 minutes in uh, real estate podcasting in the world. David Hall here with uh, Patrick Ali. How are you, Patrick? Good. Oh, good. Good to see you. Chris Foster sitting in on the show this morning. Excited to be here. Excited to have you. Off to the PGA tomorrow. Needed a grizzly bear in on the show. And we got Eric Wright, kind of like your brother over here. Mr. Eric Wright, how are you? Anybody, anybody ever? So you guys kind of like have some, you know. He's way better looking. He's no, he I don't know. know. You look like you could be his like older brother, maybe, to some degree. Much, oh, yeah. much older brother. I don't know if we've been around
1: each other enough to you know, do that. Yet. Yeah,
0: it would be a problem. Um, anyway, uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Eric Wright is. Um, real estate agent here in Michigan making waves, especially as it relates to how he handles social media, which uh, we thought would be interesting maybe to get a little insight into how you do that. And our own resident um, expert here, uh, Tiffany Goetz, who handles our social, uh, is always kind of remarking on the stuff that you're doing and how you're separating yourself from other agents. And I know that you're sort of like the new age realtor. I know you, you, you sort of think about yourself in a way that's, you know, not what necessarily your parents or your grandparents, you know, might have thought about how a realtor should do things. And you're trying to use technology to do things in a better way for your clients. Tell us a little bit about how you view social, how you utilize it and how it benefits your clients.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you go back four and a half years before I got into real estate, I definitely never thought i would uh, be in real estate. Um, However, I was lucky enough to be put in a position right out of college where I was actually working at a company where I was doing all the data analytics and targeting for all the direct mail which as I'm sure you guys know is one of the more prominent marketing sources for realtors and brokers so I was seeing firsthand how much money they were spending and my background was more so around marketing and social media uh, while I was in college I just wanted to make a little more money so that's why I went to data analytics. Um, however, I saw this big gap in how things were being done. I saw a shift in who was using social from myself and my little brother to my mom and my grandma that now post 50 times a day. Yeah. Um, so it just seemed like a great prime market where (laughs) nobody was really, uh, taking advantage of it yet. So I got my real estate license and started to throw all my money into it, opened a few
0: credit cards. And so like, give us like maybe the biggest one or two things that, you know, you think that, um maybe other people are missing the boat on as it relates to so it could be you know another agent in Albuquerque New Mexico who's not utilizing social or Facebook specifically or whatever it is that you think should be used like what what I mean obviously there's a lot of power in social media but from your point of view uh, how do you how do you view that and if somebody on the podcast is thinking about listing their home what do you tell them in terms of what you do
1: Oh no doubt. I mean, both from the uh, realtor side as well as the consumer side. I think from a realtor side, we're going to see a shift over the next five to seven years, almost relative to like a blockbuster Netflix comparison, where those that don't kind of like avoid social media and avoid, you know, virtual reality eventually and Snapchat and Instagram are going to be the ones that get left behind. Maybe they're doing 30 million, 50 million uh, volume right now, mm-hmm. but you're going to start to see that trickle down a bit uh, to these agents to start to be more innovative. So. I think that both the targeting ability through Facebook, I'm sure as a lot of people heard about through uh, the recent issues that Zuckerberg went through, mm-hmm. uh, or the targeting ability as well as the efficiency of it because there still isn't a lot of people using it. So it's very, very cheap.
2: But it's, it's a huge advantage too, right? Because you have uh, a market where, you know, as a real estate agent, number one, you had to get a client, had to set up an appointment, had to work around their work schedule, and now the, the ability that, you know, you can post a house on Facebook, or on an Instagram, and they can do a virtual tour and already know what that home looks like, especially with like the 360 cameras that you can have. I mean, you used to go into a house because, you know, you want to figure out where all the cracks are, where where the home is, I guess, quote unquote, bad in your eyes, and you try to find all that bad stuff, but then when you, with the technology now, you're able to kind of view that before you even set that appointment to go see a house. So it's like a huge advantage, I think, to right. be able to use that. And one of the best things that I see Eric doing on, on social media all the time is when he is posting, I'm seeing numerous people continue to right. share it, right? right? So, I mean, you're getting more and more audience. I mean, it's like the sixth degree, the separation. I mean, he's going boom, boom, boom. It's continuing to go out. He doesn't even know where some of his posts are being shared. And, and again, I got, I would assume that helps you as well. But. Oh, yeah. One, one thing I tell all my uh, prospective clients or clients is,
1: Facebook and social media are the one proactive marketing technique that you can use in real estate because when you get a listing, realistically, you're not going to have time to generate, produce, and distribute direct mail or commercial or, you know, nobody reads a newspaper anymore. My dad's a writer and I still say that. Um, so Facebook, however, is that one piece that's proactive because Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, all these marketing mediums are reliant on you as a buyer to go in and actually search something. And it's all very exact. So if your house is listed for 299 and you're searching 300 to $350, you are not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Facebook, if you fit my backend criteria that I build for my ad, you're seeing it whether you're looking for a house or not, whether you're following me or not, whether we're friends or not. You're seeing it no matter what. So it sparks your interest one way or another, whether you're looking, whether you're not looking, or whether you're just casually looking. Um, and eventually, you know, allows me to get in contact with you one way or another and, you know, start that dialogue and then either show you the house or, Sit
0: you down and convert you into a client. Yes, sign of the times uh, newspaper. I bought my first newspaper in probably years uh, last Sunday uh, up in northern Michigan because I needed to start a fire. So <laughs> yeah. that was like the reason that I went and bought the newspaper is because I needed something to stoke that fire. I got that fire pit going too, Foz. You'd have been proud of me. right, let's switch a little. Let's switch gears. Something just a little more timely. Here we are in August. You know. Um, I always find August to be kind of an interesting time in real estate because, you know, so much of um, family planning is around sort of that March, April, May, June time period where they potentially families will move um, and get started in a new school system. Whereas like August for families is a late time to potentially be moving. It doesn't never happen. But what do you see in terms of just this time of year as we go in, you know, August, September, kind of fallish? Because uh, it seems like there's still a lot of activity, but I always feel like that the, the, the crux of people that sort of make their schedule around moving family-wise is sort of spring and early summer.
1: Yeah, I mean, historically speaking, August has been one of my slower months from a closing perspective, which is an indication that July is a slower month of people being actively looking. And it probably goes back to the fact that you mentioned where people are traveling, they're going on vacation, they're probably wrapping up their baseball seasons and tournaments and all that stuff. So... Um, pretty s- similar this year, too. Um, it wasn't, you know, still year over year a significant upswing. However, um, relative to the past six months, it's definitely one of the slower months. But I've been seeing it pick up over the past, you know, week or so. Yeah. Because I haven't gotten any text from you about not sending any.
0: Uh, Henry told cool me over. not to sell them. Yeah, I, I <laughs> didn't send him. But, but, you know, on that note, I'm just curious, like, because, uh, you know, the big story this year has been low inventory and how hot the housing market is. You see more inventory coming into the market versus earlier in the year, or what are you seeing right now?
1: I, I don't think I've necessarily seen more inventory coming out. However, it seems like there's some buyers that have either just given up or have uh, scaled back the search a little bit. Yeah. Because I've been seeing things sit on the market a little bit longer. Um, in, in in certain markets, I do mo- a big chunk of my work in Canton. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing some of those listings in Canton that three months ago would have been gone in two days with four or five offers, they're sitting on the market a little bit longer, they're taking seven or eight days to sell. You know, they're still going for asking prices slightly over. There's just not not as many people that are quite as motivated, I think, as there were three to four months ago.
2: And I, I just think that's funny, right? We're we're like just looking for that now. Like a home- sell in two or three days whereas a couple years ago if like you sold a home in 30 days you were happy so you know if it's got to be a week now you know at least it's still getting done yeah
0: i'm just still surprised that more uh homeowners haven't listed knowing that this is like probably one of the best times ever to sell your home you know it would just seem like that more people would have come out of the woodwork and i know it you know, for some people, they're not in the market to move. But, you know, there's always that segment of the population that is thinking about it that hasn't done it yet. And I, I'm just, I'm surprised that even when there's so much uh, news about lack of inventory and that everybody wants to buy, you would just think more people would get off the fence and list their homes and, you know, because you can get it done in a week right now. I mean, that really is the case. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you find when, when you talk to homeowners and they decide not to list or, well, like, what's the scenario?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's funny because I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, you know, I want to I wanna sell when it's a good time to buy, or I want to get a good deal, but I also want to make a lot of money on my house. And in my mind, there's no good time to sell and buy your house at the same time. You're either going to sell your house in a seller's yeah, market, yeah. maximize your ROI there, and you're Absolutely. Have to buy it a little bit of a higher end, or you're going to do the opposite. Yeah. Um, however, something I've seen a lot of people do is, you know, I don't, I don't know what the average time people are now. I think it's like 10 or 11 years or something like that. Um, however, in Canton, there's a lot of construction going on around that time. So I've been seeing a lot of people that are hitting that mark and selling, Mm -hmm. um, largely due to the fact, to your point where there's low inventory, they want to maximize their return and they want to get in that house. They're going to be in for 10, 12, 15 years. So, I mean, as far as people more people not selling. Um, I don't know, it's interesting.
0: I'm not sure. Well, we and we're still getting a lot of pre-approvals. Exactly. I mean, we get people calling all the time, you know, if they want a pre-approval and they just get frustrated they can't find
2: anything. You know, I mean that that's still going on. Well, it's it's dependent on, you know, what their time frame. I feel like some people um, get that letter just to have that letter to know so if something does come up, I've had plenty of people that get pre-approved through us and you know, they're waiting for that one home to come on the market or they're waiting for that one Place that they can, yeah. they can buy regardless of how much it is, um, and then you get people that are quick turnaround. You know, they're they're looking at something now, or they found something that already, you know, uh, sparked their attention, and they want to jump on it immediately.
0: What are the top one or two things you think Eric like make up a good buyers agent? Because I think what a lot of people that are looking for homes, what happens is they get frustrated because they, you know, they're like going into a lot of home. I mean, it's it's not like a. Um, a simple proposition, right? You spend a lot of time. If you go look at five, six, seven, ten 10 homes, it's a lot of time and you, you get worn out and we find that people like say, I'm just going to stay where I'm at because I haven't found anything. I looked at 20 homes, none of them. What do you think a good buyer's agent is doing differently with people that they're taking around that potentially, you know, makes a difference that that, that engages the, the person who's pre-approved to, to purchase a home?
1: Yeah, I'd say there's probably three things. I think the first two, communication, availability, are the obvious ones. Yeah. I mean, if you're not responsive in this market and you're taking 24 hours to get back to your clients, houses are gone. Yeah. Um, same with availability. If you're saying, you know, I can't meet till Thursday and it's Monday, right. the chances are those 75% of those houses are gonna be gone. Yeah. Um, I think the third one, which is is you can't necessarily control fully, is just reputation. Um, I think just. Treating other realtors well, and you know, having that same communication with them, and you know, obviously producing volume and having a, a consistent rapport with other realtors definitely plays a part. Because yeah. you know, when there's four or five offers, um, and a seller accepting your offer, they're taking a gamble to an extent that the deal's going to go smoothly, that the realtors you know know what they're doing, that they're going to be educating their clients. So, I think building that rapport with some other with other agents that you work with, whether you work with them or not, um, really does help. In this market, where you know, if they see an offer coming through from somebody, they might be a little more inclined to you know, either negotiate with that individual or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, no, it's good advice. Um, all right, well, listen, guys, we're up on our time. Faz, anything you want to add for this week? I know you always have some words of wisdom. Nothing today, (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's That's cue the music, right. Eric Wright, thanks for coming in.
2: Yeah. And if yes. folks
0: want to get a hold of you, uh, maybe they want to list their home or they want to go out and look at homes. What's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. Um, Eric Wright Realtor on Facebook or uh. Four three four
0: six zero four seven six. You're a social guy, though. You want them to reach out to you on social. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that. your shtick. Yeah.
1: Follow me on Facebook.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of people who tell me, and this is our great guy. He's all over social. I'm like, I know that guy. Kind of oh, makes yeah. me feel like <laughs> a big shot, you know? I know that guy. Faz great having you on the show this week. Appreciate you being here. Eric Wright's big brother. I'm telling you, there's a resemblance going on there. That's a compliment to you, Father. Uh, Patrick, thanks. Always fun. Always good stuff. Eric, thanks for being on the show. Until next week. This is the best darn twelve minutes, actually fourteen this week. In uh, real estate podcast on this planet. We'll see you next week. I'm David Hall.